0: Hi, welcome to episode 644 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I've never been naked on TV. Well, not on live TV. Every week on the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way until Dan Slott leaves, which will probably be like 10 years. On this episode, it's Fantastic Four volume six, number nine, Released in April 2019. Outside the Box. Written by Dan Slott with art by Aaron Cutter, Stefano Caselli, and Paco Medina. Three artists? I assume one is the inker. But which one? And are two of them the inkers and one penciler? Or are two of them pencilers and one inker? I don't know what the credits are. The art. Why are the credits for art so vague? The story starts off where I finished last issue, with Dr. Doom being totally naked on live TV. And in 644 episodes, I never thought I'd be uttering that phrase. He screams out, ENOUGH! Actually, I thought he was totally nude, but in the next panel, he's got pants on. Was he nude, or was he not nude? I'd blame the penciler for this, but I don't know who that is. Sue decides to have more fun with Doom, She makes his hands invisible. And I'm trying to think of a masturbation joke here, but everything I come up with is too dirty for this family podcast. Like, can you believe that shit? Sue uh, Sue seems to be narrating this story thus far. She mentions how Johnny can absorb the heat in the glass cage full of liquid that he's trapped in, thus changing the pressure, thus causing the glass to shatter, thus... I have now used the word thus three times. I mean four, no, five times in a matter of seconds. Ben is still trapped in his chains, which he can't seem to break out of yet because that would kill Reed and Sue, I think, who are still trapped in their death traps. Reed detects another spike in the energy and uh, a spike and a dip in Latveria's power cosmic feed. How does he know that? Oh, don't ask questions. So at this time, Reed struggles and he struggles and he starts to break free. Doom says to his herald, Victorious, to get him out of there. She picks him up and flies off. Once Reed finally breaks free, Ben breaks his chains and immediately rushes over to break the contraption that Sue's trapped in before it kills her. Back in Arizona, Aunt Petunia, Uncle Jake, Alicia and Wyatt are driving around town looking for Franklin. Okay, maybe Alicia's not looking, but everyone else is. Wyatt is is tracking Franklin using a chip implanted in Franklin and Aunt Petunia is horrified. What? Reed and Sue have their kids chipped. Alicia says it's just in case they get lost in the negative zone. Hey, I have a better idea. How about just don't let your kids in the negative zone? They arrive at a small house where Wyatt just walks right inside. He finds Franklin and the girl Wendy watching TV. Franklin mentions that they were watching the FF on TV in Dr. Doom's traps. Wyatt seems like he could care less as he goes over and he picks up Franklin. He tells Franklin that he's grounded with no TV. Does Fra- Now wait. Does does Wyatt have grounding authority? Wendy is pissed. She wants Franklin to stay and tells Wyatt not to mess with one of her friends. And she summons up more of her friends. And all these little demon creatures pop up. From that old John Byrne story about Wendy's friends, and Wyatt goes running out of the house carrying Franklin. Meanwhile, the Fantastic Four are busting out of Doom's castle. Reed is concerned that these uh, ever-increasing energy spikes from Galactus will soon destroy the city, but they don't have the Fantasticar, and there's a lot of discussion over the fact that they don't have any transportation. Haven't they ever heard of Uber? and then Dr. Doom appears in front of them and tells them to stand down or face the full fury of Dr. Doom. But this Doom robot faces the full fury of Ben Grimm as the thing punches the Doombot to pieces. Reed takes the gauntlet off the Doombot. By the way, whatever happened to gauntlets? No one ever wears gauntlets anymore. So Reed says he can probably use the gauntlet to access anything in Doom's arsenal. They arrive at Doom's garage which is slightly less impressive than Jay Leno's, and they tell Johnny to pick out something with four seats. Back with the real Doctor Doom, he gets a message that vehicle 189 has been stolen. And then, like any power-mad despot, he sits down and watches a lot of TV. And he tweets. Okay, he's not tweeting. Does Doctor Doom tweet? You would think he would. So anyway, what he sees on TV is not appealing. Lots of interviews on the news with people saying things like, Horrifying. I pity him. Disgusting. Fantastic Four played him. Loser. Everyone saw It. It. It leads me to believe he was totally naked, and they saw... It. I'm wondering, is It scarred too? Cause that's disgusting. Oh wait, everyone who's been circumcised has been scarred. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Doom gets pissed off and destroys like dozens of televisions at the same time. Eat your heart out, Elvis. Outside, the FF are flying on a ship toward the mountain where Galactus is trapped. Victorious, the Herald of Doom, is flying towards the FF yelling at them about how they threatened and belittled her beloved leader. I have the feeling she won't be living up to her name of Victorious. Or she'll be turning against Doom, because she has the hots for Johnny, right? Reed asks if Victorious is still holding that lance and Ben replies that she is, but for some reason she never seems to use it. Well that's a big hint, don't you think? Reed starts tapping away at the controls on the gauntlet, and he says, It's not a lance. Boy, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. Reed goes on to say, Which brings me to what I need you and Susan to do next. So he has Sue and Ben jump out of the ship, Ben grabs Victorious, and then breaks her lance in half. Sue uses her force field to trap and control the power as it explodes out of the broken lance. Reed and Johnny arrive at Galactus's head and they land the ship. Ben walks over carrying Victorious and Sue is still holding all the energy in a force bubble. Reed pulls up more weapons using the Doombot gauntlet. By the way, it seems a bit foolish for Dr. Doom to put all these kind of weapon controls in the gauntlet of an every friggin' Doombot. Surely, that's a very dumb plot twist. Reed uses it to summon up the big Doom, Big Bang cannons, which pop up out of the ground. Doom comes flying toward them surrounded by hundreds of those purple and gray Doom bots. Victorious is strapped up to the Big Bang cannon. Reed fires the cannons and Doom is appalled. He says, My brilliant designs! My subatomic resequencers you've desecrated them! With the mountain all shot up, Galactus emerges. THE POWER power OF THE the TRUE FORM OF of GALACTUS Galactus IS is RIGHTFULLY rightfully RESTORED. restored. I I AM am free. FREE. Yeah, as you can imagine, Galactus is pissed. Doom says, no, look what you've done. Mount Doom lies in ruins. He's concerned about the mountain at this point. Ben is like, yeah, big deal. But Doom mentions that the mountain was named after his father, and Doom seems... Genuinely sorry, and he's like, Oh, sorry, Vic. Really, Ben should be like, Screw you and screw your dead father. And now Galactus is hungry, he's going to eat Earth. It turns out, uh, No, he's not. Because that would really be a bummer for Marvel's line of excellent X Men books, including X Men, Excalibur, Marauders, House of X, Powers of X, really? New Mutants, Fallen Angels, and X Force. Anyway, Destroy Earth and there's no X-Men books. Now that I think about it, eat Galactus, eat! Reed says he's living up to his oath to not eat Earth. What a great guy. Meanwhile, back in Benson, Arizona, the adults and Franklin are speeding off in a VW ban, van, which is being attacked by Wendy's demon friends. Alicia calls Valeria. Alicia wants to know if the transporter is finished yet. They need the Fantastic Four right away. Valeria asks why Franklin doesn't use his powers on them, but Franklin makes up some excuse about not wanting to waste his powers and save them for later. Uncle Jake is like, Use it before we all die! And that is the end of the scene. Not a particularly interesting subplot. Back in Latveria, Johnny's helping up a weakened Zora, and she smacks him down and says, Unhand me, lout. Johnny says to Ben, I'm pretty sure I'm wearing her down. Which I take to mean that he does have the hots for her. He really does have terrible taste in women, by the way. Doctor Doom has raised his hand and it looks like he's about to blast the Fantastic Four to smithereens, and he pretty much tells them that. Ben asks Reed to do something, but Reed says he's out of ideas. You know, I have an idea. Tell Sue to put up an invisible force field. Problem solved. But of course, Sue can't do that because we have to finish the story from Arizona as the teleporter opens up and the demon creatures come pouring out and they all start attacking Dr. Doom and his Doombots. Fortunately, they don't attack the Fantastic Four. Doom is like, What fresh hell is this? Oh well, it's another issue of the Fantastic Four. That's what it is. Next, the Fantastic Four are teleported away. You know, now that the FF have Star Trek-like teleportation technology, I'm sure they'll be introducing it to the entire world to solve the global climate change crisis. No more cars and trucks and planes, burning fossil fuel and choking the environment. Right? Yeah. Reed's not going to do that. Reed is a huge asshole. At least Dr. Doom was trying to use Galactus to solve our energy crisis. At least he cares about the environment. Is Dr. Doom the good guy in this story? Here he is trying to come up with a new source of energy, clean energy, that will end global warming. Sure, it didn't work, but at least he was trying something, and Reed was trying to stop him from the very beginning. Doom he seems entirely justified in putting the FF in cages. Animals. The FF find themselves back in Arizona, surrounded by the rest of their family members. The thing is like, whoa, that was close. No, it wasn't even remotely close. Sue could have easily thrown up a force field. Don't pretend like they were in any danger, jeez. There's a lot of hugging over the course of this page, and Aunt Petunia says, it's been wonderful having you here, but now you should all go home. And that is the end of the issue, with both storylines needlessly colliding at the end of the issue. Wendy's stupid demons, they didn't save the day, but somehow they could not resist having the kids appear to save the adults at the end of the issue. Ugh, It really sucks. I'm not really a person that pays much attention to comic book review websites and to what other readers are saying about this issue. Do, Do people like Valeria and Franklin? Because I hate them so much. You know, I was enjoying the story. Until Dan Slop comes up with some stupid way for the kids to appear to save the day. Sue could have just used her force field. I'm going to Google Valeria Richards and see what people on the internet have to say about her. And I I can't find much negative about her. I found one reddit thread complaining about the ages of the kids. Which, yeah, that makes no sense. With this five-year jump, Valeria seems to have aged a lot more than Franklin, and I found one guy saying that the whole superpowered child character trope is horrible to begin with. And yes, yes it is. Is Dan Slot not familiar with Star Trek: The Next Generation? By the way, a couple seasons were completely ruined by Wesley Crusher saving the ship week after week, and yet for some reason, Fanta- the Fantastic Four has been stuck with this, this stupid trope for year after year, and I'm sick of it. I would like it much better if the B story with the kids didn't meet up with the A story with the adults. I was kind of enjoying it, but I'm a bit let down by the ending. Reed uses the cannons to free Galactus, and then Galactus just leaves, really? And Reed using the gauntlet that he took from a Doombot. Doctor Doom isn't that stupid to include controls to all his weapons on his friggin' robots, every single one of them, That's, that's insane. Overall, I give this issue a a one and a half. That must be my least favorite of all of them so far. So that's all for now. If you have any questions about Zora the Herald, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can download other episodes at iTunes? Apple Podcast? Or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. My other podcast is Comic Book Menace, which can be found at themenace.potomatic.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over.